We would like to just take a second to help you make the final decision on your new Kydex holster. We the People offers all American-made holsters designed for everyday carry. Whether it's inside the waistband or outside, these holsters are made with quality and don't break your bank like other high-end holster companies. And plus, they offer free shipping on all orders in the USA. So go have a look, and while you're at it, check out what else they have to offer. Merch link in bio. Welcome. Our podcast is brought to you by RPG Coffee Company. They are a veteran-owned and operated socially responsible coffee company born to support the members of the military, law enforcement, and firefighting communities by donating 50% of their profits to them. Do not wait until you run out. Stay ready to rock by having RPG Coffee delivered straight to your door each and every month with our coffee club, the coffee that gives back. Hello, we're at the 2020 ATA show at uh, Veteran Innovative Products, uh, an all-American made and manufactured broadhead. So we've got a new one for 2020 called the Combat Veteran 4-Blade. As you can see, 4-Blades got a lot of the same high-quality materials we used with our original 2-Blade Veteran, but the Combat Veteran has a different deployment system. How it deploys is you just squeeze a little bit on your main blades, okay, those compress, and then the broadhead opens still has our momentum management compressible blade technology so the cutting diameter is inch and a quarter by two inches on this when deployed uh, in flight it's one inch by inch and a quarter another feature we added this year with these heads uh, is that you can exchange the bone breaching field point tip with a 125 grain setup if you would like so swap the tip out get you 125 grains instead of 100 which is big with those Western hunters. And then it's really simple to lock back in place, roll those blades up, and then it's a click, and another click on the other side. It's completely set in, will not prematurely deploy, will not rattle free, solid containment, 100% deployment every time. So we've made a lot of good adjustments and refinements to it to make sure that it's guaranteed to deploy every single time. So that's what's new for VIP this year. Tetra was the first site that we introduced the infinite adjust system on the front end. With previous sites, we had what we call a hopscotch or plug and play type of scope housing, where you had to bolt the scope housing to the frame to find the correct location. The Tetra changed that with the infinite adjust system. So now, when you sight in your 20 yard mark, you can really fine tune by sliding the whole scope housing up and down in this channel system. That's probably one of the biggest features to the Tetra. Another key feature of the Tetra is Ninja Star yardage wheel. Getting a better hold on the yardage wheel, especially when you're hunting and you have heavier gloves on, the Tetra does have 100 yard capabilities with the yardage tape, and that's to the yard. A couple other key features of the Tetra is you get both third and second axis for even more precision. But one of the key features as far as looks goes is we've updated the front end or the housing of the Tetra. So now you have a brighter, larger uh, scope ring which helps with peep alignment as well as a built-in scope level which is just more secure. The Tetra is available in a fixed frame bracket with, with three different mounting locations as well as a dovetail or tournament edition uh, so you can adjust the distance that the scope housing is away from your bow and the Tetra is also available in three different scope housing sizes. You get an inch and five eighths, an inch and three quarter as well as a new four pin multiple pin head. 
All the heads are interchangeable. All the Tetras are compatible with any of our accessories. For more information, you can visit our website at www.hhasports.com. Thank you, folks, for tuning in to another episode of Bucks America Podcast Cooking Edition. This episode, I have the infamous couple, Matt and Cindy Furte, Furte, I'm, Grant, I'm, I butchered it, but um, no, okay. but uh, I have these two on here, and we have Cindy, and she's going to be the 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 highlight of this, and she's going to talk about some inspiration. Like this woman does it all; she knows how to cook, clean, and hunt. So it's like she knows how to do it all. She is a one stop package. She reminds me just like my wife, so which is which is probably why I married her because it's like I could take her out to the field, she can shoot something, and I can leave her loaded. She'll have it prepped and clean, and like all right. Your turn to go drag it out. It's like, all right, tag team. But uh, Sandy, why don't you take it away? It's like you got uh, Matt provide us really good insight on some of this recipe that you want to break down for us. Well, this recipe is, um, it originally was a family spaghetti sauce recipe. And then I just decided to, you know, I don't want to say kick it up a notch, but I just decided instead of using regular burger from the store, because we, um, we hunt everything. Um, I just decided, well, I'm just going to put venison burger in it. And Mm -hmm. so when we get the ground meat back, um, I like to let it freeze first. So I don't use it fresh. Um, I think it just gives it a chance to, um, age a little bit. bit. And, you know, I usually use like a, depending on how much Matt wants, you know, it's typically he wants it for like a week. (laughs) (laughs) it's delicious (laughs) and so i just took a lot of the spices that my mom gave us and then i just added a few of my own and so i started off with i just cooked the hand the the venison burger and i just cook it all up and then i don't add any i fry it up i I typically start with Mm -hmm. you know onions peppers and some minced garlic and i don't do any, just an amount that you like yourself, um, probably maybe a half a cup, maybe. Yeah. Uh, and then I, we like garlic, so I tend to add a little bit more garlic in there. But I typically add a couple tablespoons of garlic in there, and then little pinches here and there. Okay. Um, and then I'll add the vet, the venison ground meat to that. And then once it's all brown and everything, I don't add any of my spices until I actually drain uh, some of the fat and all of that stuff out of it. Then once I start cooking it again, then I start, I prepare my spices prior to that. And what I do is I take a tablespoon of everything and I put it in a cup and then I mix it all together. So I'll take like a tablespoon of parsley, tablespoon of oregano black pepper, margarine, brown thyme, chili powder, Italian seasoning, a little bit more garlic powder. And I will mix all that together. And then I kind of smell it to see if it's what I like when I mix, smell it, mix it all together. And then once the everything's cooking together, the, the ground meat and then the onions, minced garlic and the pepper I start taking a little bit of a tablespoon and I'll mix it in with the 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 ground venison while it's cooking 
And I just gradually add a little bit of spices here and there, here and there, until I'm just about to the end of the cup. And then, then I'll start adding in um, what I do, which is kind of like my little secret that I don't tell my sisters. (laughs) (laughs) Is I take two to three jars of ragu old style meat sauce. And I will use that. And I put that in there. And then once that's all together, then I take a can of hot diced Rotel habanero peppers and and tomatoes and all that. Now we're kicking it up a notch. That's my favorite. (laughs) And then you throw that in there, but you you add it gradually as it's starting to boil. And then once it starts simmering down and cooking, you just keep adding a little bit. And you also add the the sauce from the habaneros uh, Rotel sauce. Um, until you get to a boiling point and then you let it boil probably for about 45 minutes. And then I kind of give it that little bit of a taste test. And if you want to add like a little bit more garlic or salt, maybe some pepper. Um, we do like ours a little spicy, hence the habaneros. Um, and if I tend to think it needs a little bit hotter, I I'll actually add some jalapenos in there Yeah, (laughs) right towards the very end so that it, it doesn't give it too much of a kick where, you know, you just can't eat it. So um, basically that is my spaghetti sauce. And then we'll either decide whether, you know, what kind of noodles do we yeah, want? Do we spaghetti want spaghetti noodles? Do we want rotel noodles? Macaroni. macaroni. And that will actually take us sometimes a week, depending on what we have. And then I'll make um, garlic bread. And uh, with it, or sometimes I'll just even just do frozen garlic bread with it. Um, But, you know, it's good sauce. I can tell you I'm already hungry because I know what it tastes like. And and the best part of it is she makes such a big pot of it that it'll go in the fridge. And the next day it's it's had 24 hours to work in the pot. And uh, so when you heat it back up, it's, it's even better. better, Yeah. (laughs) The key that I think it is, is I just take a teaspoon of all of the spices, no matter what I put in it. um, The parsley, oregano, the black powder, margarine. It's not um, overpowered. It's not overpowered. And sometimes I'll even take, there's, they make oregano. It's called, it's a a Mexican uh, oregano. And I will actually sometimes throw in, Mm -hmm. if I find that it's missing something, I'll actually take a teaspoon of, Mexican um, oregano and throw that in there and it tends to give it just a little bit of a different taste. Interesting. So where do you find the Mexican oregano? Because it's like, I haven't seen it up north. I actually found it at a store called HEB that we have here. And sometimes if you're lucky, you can actually find it at Walmart. Um, Not very often can you find it. So look down the Spanish aisle food. That's where you usually find it. Some of those places, but it's, it's not something that you can, you know, I always look for at one of those specialty places for every time I get a chance to, because I don't have very much of it left. Um, I don't, it's not really much different than oregano, but it just has something a little bit different in it. And it doesn't actually say what it is, but I tend to think it gives it just a little bit of a better taste. Excellent. And how many years have you put into developing this this recipe? 
Well, oh. we've been together 33 Three, years. Yeah. So. <laughs> I would say oh, wow. it's gotten better in the last, I want to say five or six years it's gotten better because I've actually, yeah. in the last four years is when I started adding in the Rotel um, habanero uh, peppers and stuff. And uh, that has made a really big difference. So I try to, you know, kind of kick it up because of the fact that we do like hot stuff, uh, try to kick it up a little bit. And when I can't get the habaneros, it just the spaghetti sauce just doesn't taste the same. Yeah. Well, the the jalapenos will work. Well, the jalapenos work. But the habanero is a flavor that's all into its own. It's really good. And I like the Rotel brand. If you can get the Rotel, sometimes it's hard to get it down here um in our store because everybody buys rotel um but i like the rotel brand the best okay that makes sense then that's good information for the the, the listeners for that man i i I, my mouth is water that sounds delicious and plus it's like i just finished like I need to either like three or four fingers worth of whiskey. So it's like, I'm ready for some food. <laughs> Everything tastes better after that. And, <laughs> and every time I, every time I use our ground venison, I don't know. I don't care what we make, whether it's tacos or shepherd's pie or the, the spaghetti mm-hmm. sauce, or um, we've actually even used it in hamburger helper yep. when we're just not really that hungry and we want a quick meal. I always drain it, even though, um, cause I always cook with a little bit of oil. Uh, if I find that the venison is just not cooking, a little dry, a little yeah. dry. Um, but I always drain my venison before I even add my spices. And I think that's what makes the difference because this, by draining it, the spices stick to the venison itself. Yeah. Okay. That's a good, that's actually a good word of advice then for those who are developing this recipe. This is fantastic. Now, Sydney, I know this is, you said this was a, fa- a family recipe. Is there, is there a way that I can get like kind of a abridged recipe? So this way then people can uh, mix and match what they want to for that. Is that yeah, a possibility? Um, okay. We can write it up and, and then um, get it over to you. So you can put it out there on the podcast and stuff. And then people can either add to it and do what they want. And, you know, cause I dice my onions and peppers up. Some people, I like mine a little bit smaller. Um, okay. Some people like them a little bit bigger. Um, nowadays, you can actually get them in the store already cut, and you can just throw them in there um, and do it that way. Very true. Well, that sounds like a fantastic recipe. There is there any, anything that you want to uh, any advice you want to give the viewers when they break down when they start doing this recipe that you learn that is a good tidbit when you're putting everything together? Like because uh, I know you did a great job fan, rolling everything out. Is there anything else you want to add into that? No, I think other than draining it and stuff, I think that's only it. And then just let it simmer and not actually boil, but just yeah, simmer just, just a tiny bit, you know, okay. put it on, like I put it on like 45 minutes to an hour, three, yeah. you know, on my stove. It's like, it's like a three. It's just barely simmering. It's just a tiny, tiny boil. I don't want it to boil over like this. It's sauce is boiling over on the stove. Yeah, no. um, but you just want it just barely simmering for 45 and minutes start. and then you can actually turn it off if you want to is what, what sit, we yeah. do and just let it sit there i mean even if you wanted to throw it in the crock pot which we've never done because i try to cook it quick enough for us to eat but um you can even throw it in the crock pot and let it just sit there all day on on low yeah um, let them spices let, work. It, let the spices <laughs> just work and work and work and that's, hence that's why we stick it in the refrigerator <laughs> awesome awesome <laughs> 
thank you, Cindy, for uh, giving us some history on that recipe. I'm looking forward to trying, actually trying out the uh, spaghetti venison recipe that you came up with. That marinara sounds delicious. My wife likes spaghetti, so it's like, I think this is going to be right up around. And so we'll have to play around. But thank you guys for coming on the podcast. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Cindy, for, for sharing this delicious recipe that's kept Matt. Well, I hope it's delicious for you as it is for us. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Thanks.